Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to this special episode of CEO On The Go. I hope you've had a chance to listen to the last couple of episodes that I've recorded. Uh, A couple of weeks back, my guests were Dr. John Blakey, who is author of The Trusted Executive, and Russell Atkinson, both from the UK. They offered some very thought-provoking and action-provoking ideas regarding how to build trust as a leader and build trust in your organization. And I've gotten some really positive feedback on that particular episode, by the way. Last week, I talked about how to build trust with your peers. And there's a great way to do that through masterminding for people who are interested in leading or starting or, or joining some kind of mastermind group. So today, I thought it would be worthwhile to talk about networking and how you do that virtually, especially if you're interested in building stronger connections with peers, finding other peers or people that you can collaborate with or learn from. I've got an interesting and timely conversation coming up with my guest today who's really leveraged the virtual networking environment. But first, just a quick special announcement. Speaking of opportunities to connect, I decided that during the month of March, I wanted to host a quick 45-minute session on Fridays for leaders, could be a leader at any level, that's you, who would like to connect with other leaders and end the week on a high note and get some clarity about what you want to accomplish in the week ahead. So this is not a workshop or training. There's no cost for this. I'm practicing my Zoom facilitation skills. So every Friday during the month of March, you can join us to see how to create engaging experiences on Zoom and connect with some other awesome leaders. So if you're interested in uh, joining us, you can simply go to my Friday focus.com. If you go to myfridayfocus.com, you should find the registration page with all the details. And and we should be starting on Fridays about two o'clock PM Eastern time. Hopefully you're listening to this before March uh, or during March. But if you happen to be listening to this after March, there may be a possibility that I'm continuing this. I just don't know yet because I haven't experienced it yet. So we'll see how it goes. Based on the early response I've gotten, we should have a really great mix of leaders from different industries. So wherever you are in the world listening, I encourage you to show up and um, help me practice and, and meet some interesting other people at the same time to end your week on a high note. Okay, so back to our conversation today. Today, I'm excited to have a conversation with a visionary technology strategy consultant. We met through a virtual networking event, so it seemed only appropriate to have a conversation about what we're both experiencing. Her name is Deb Rubin, and she's CEO and founder of Tomorrow Zone. I was just really inspired by some of the things that I know that she's doing in her market. Although I am not a technology consultant, I appreciate the value of technology. And we are very aligned in our thinking about innovation and and the need to, to move forward in new ways. So she really has a keen eye for future trends. 
she's been, you know, bringing forward thinking insights to the table, helping companies gain efficiencies and design roadmaps for the future. I really I th- think you'll enjoy our conversation, especially if you've been thinking about doing a little networking and you're not sure how to navigate this crazy virtual world. Hopefully you'll you'll gain some ideas and perspective to help you jump in or to navigate it a little bit easier. So let's listen now. All right, Dev, I'm so glad that you're here today. I know that we've had conversations before this talking about our shared interests and some initiatives that we're launching. And and out of our conversations, you know, one of the common experiences that we've had is networking virtually. In fact, that's how we met. So I just thought that that would be a great topic for our listeners today. Seems like there's a lot of opportunity to do networking virtually, but it, it can be kind of a, a challenging struggle. So just wanted to get your thoughts and share some of what you've been experiencing. And then I thought we could also share lessons learned and some tips as we wrap up. How does that sound? Well, that sounds awesome. Um, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, why don't why don't we just talk about kind of what the experiences have been? What, what do you see as some of the common challenges that you've experienced? Um, I know that when you and I talked offline, we both kind of admit that we're not not the ones even in person to be, you know, in the center of the room, (laughs) working the room as much. And so, you know, how that translates virtually can be kind of tricky too. So what, what have you been experiencing? Um, So what I've experienced since, um, you know, since the world blew up and everything changed for us, I was used to being on the road, you know, frequently. And as we were going into 2020, I was on the road every week. So I was used to being out there and meeting people in person and thinking that that's the way that you make new connections. And um, I was always uncomfortable with the whole mingle situation in person. And every time I take a personality test, I always test out as being an extrovert. But for whatever reason, I find those environments really awkward, even in person. And so, you know, then how do you get out and meet people? Now, when you have to do things in the virtual world, it's a big challenge. And so one of the things I'm finding, though, is that as I put myself out there and I intentionally dive into new virtual environments and communities and situations, the connections that I'm making are richer and they actually turn into real collaborations because we're already digital and we're already prepared now to follow up and take action digitally. We're skipping over all the nonsense of the, you know, oh, I've got the business card and it's in a big tall pile on my desk and maybe I'll get to it later. And then two years later, you're like, I still haven't put that in my system. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. That resonates. So I'm skipping all of that now. And so um, I've been trying so many different things, meeting people in the virtual world. And um, I started out joining in just casual virtual meetups that different people were doing. I was a part of a a women's leadership networking group that was just starting to form in the Twin Cities area. I'm from Minnesota. And, you know, it was all of these high-powered women professionals who were in leadership roles. And we really enjoyed getting together. And we were doing that, you know, once a month in people's houses. And it was really cool. And then we couldn't, we suddenly couldn't do that anymore. And so COVID forced that to move to virtual. 
And so that's where I experienced my first virtual networking event where we just leveraged the power of Zoom and breakout rooms. And, you know, it was a curated community to start. And so the cool thing about virtual networking in those cases is that you know you're going to meet somebody cool. So now it's just an adventure and a discovery. Also, I don't have to put pantyhose on. I don't have to get dressed up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot of the friction (laughs) is removed and I can go straight to the the networking and meeting people. And so what I've found is experiences like that, that are really well-designed and facilitated actually do foster the ability to create new connections. So when it's when it's facilitated by somebody who's leading it and who's explaining what do we all have in common and maybe they have a topic they throw out at the beginning but then you know you're breaking into smaller breakouts with two or three people you can actually have a conversation when you're sitting in a Zoom room with nine people in a Brady Bunch screen it's pretty hard to actually have a conversation right well and I of course agree with the the need to have a skilled kind of facilitator or someone who can lead that room I know back earlier in the pandemic it was tough people were thrown into the big kind of Brady Bunch screen and it was a free-for-all and and really kind of uh, chaotic frustrating people were still learning the technology but now that we've moved down the path a little bit, you know, and it's th- these are skills that I'm developing, and I know that you have a lot of strength in that area, given the amount of facilitation that you do in your world. So I do appreciate it when I come to an event or I'm in a meeting where there's some structure, or at least you can figure out what you're supposed to do next. Well, and it takes it takes some of the awkwardness away because you don't have to, you know, talk about the weather if you've got a topic that's kind of seeded for the conversation. So, um, so that was my first foray into the virtual networking space, but then, you know, I was really missing my industry colleagues and, um, you know, being a little more extroverted, I was getting really lonely (laughs) as well. And so I just started intentionally reaching out and I put together, I called it the tech talk coffee shop. because I'm like a big nerd and, um, and I love hanging out with other people who are um, excited about technology and where things are going. But I put together a Friday morning virtual meetup. It was 45 minutes on Zoom. And I just sent it the invite to uh, a group of, of CIOs and tech leaders and just said, hey, there's enough bad news surrounding us these days. What if we just got together for coffee on Friday mornings and uh, there's no agenda? The only rule is you need to tell me something good, whether it's a joke, a coping mechanism, something you discovered, your new talent, whatever. Let's just get together and have fun and blow off steam. And actually, that turned into just a really, really fun gathering that people were looking forward to. Like, this is the best meeting of my week. Because in my industry and in finance, a lot of my friends were dealing with hair on fire issues, all of the lease and loan rewrite activity and helping with payment relief scenarios and all hands on deck. How are we going to survive? And so creating a space to get together and to connect. And it doesn't take the place of the hallway conversation or the great discussion you would typically have at the conference hotel lobby, but it does create an intentional way to connect when you can't be together in person. Yeah. It's so funny. I I was not aware that you had launched that uh, 45-minute program or gathering on Fridays. I'm in the process of launching a 45-minute gathering on Friday afternoons called My Friday Focus which is to help 
leaders end on a high note, you know, celebrate a win and then get clarity about what they want to conquer in the week ahead. So it's very light. Yes, there, there's no real agenda, but um, yeah, more to come on that because I'm launching that in March. Yeah. And, you know, I think the theme of all of that is really how can we make this digital world more human? Because the thing that I'm seeing that, that people are really craving, whether you're into technology or not, is that human connection in a time where we, we need to be more careful about contact and, and being together. And we don't know how long that's going to go. So, you know, we can get intentional about creative ways to use technology to connect and, and, and meet new people. So the other things that I've been doing to um, expand my network, and I'm, I'm a big believer that if I want to get fresh insights and new ideas and and you know, connect the dots in new ways. I need to get into new environments so I can collect new dots to connect. So, um, you know, I spend a lot of time in the equipment finance industry, but I've also, for years, intentionally gone outside of the industry to get new thinking and new ideas. And so, one of the benefits of being virtual that I've found is I can be in two places at once. I can attend an AI conference that would have been happening in San Francisco on the same day that I'm attending something that's happening on the other side of the country because my physical presence isn't required anymore. And so I was able to tie into conferences that I've always wanted to go to. And because they went virtual, they're now accessible for me. And I can just teleport in there and then I can teleport to the other one. And, you know, and so now I'm meeting new people in new communities. But through those, I'm also experiencing new ways to network. And so one of the other exciting things that I'm discovering is how many different types of platforms there are for networking beyond Zoom. So, you know, and beyond the social networking platforms. So one of the exciting ones that I experienced was it was a part of an AI conference and they had 80 to 90 people stay for this happy hour networking session. And they used this platform, and I I can't recall the name, but I can forward it to you if you want to include it in your your notes. Sure. Um, Basically, it's this, it's a web-based platform that uses proximity-based video conferencing. And so in the same way that you might end up in a Zoom breakout room, you end up in a little video breakout, but the environment looks like a 90s video game a real pixelated 90s video game. And so your avatar is like, you look like a little mini Mario kind of avatar and you're running around this little video game world to find, you know, where all the other people are that are also avatars. And then as you get near them, you can pop into a video meeting with the people that you're near. And so it just brings a whole different experience to the, the networking experience, but also creates a little bit of the conditions that we miss for serendipity you know, those novel connections and and running into somebody new that you wouldn't expect. And so um, that experience was really memorable because, you know, there were other options, like somebody dropped a poker game into the middle of the the um, networking game board. And, and so we played a game. And then in the next day during the conference, in the chat, we were talking about, you know, meeting last night and how fun the game was. And what do you think about this topic? And so you're actually meeting people and not just like seeing them online, but actually connecting human to human. And then the, um, the other thing that I've been doing that's been really cool is curated communities that have planned meetups. And that's where we met. Yes. Was it Robbie Samuels meeting? Yep. 
I think it was No More Bad Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Who I've also interviewed talking about virtual event design. Yeah, so Robbie does a fantastic meeting. And then um, Robbie and I met through Dory Clark, and she has an amazing um, community. And so I've been going to meetups uh, for that community. Every time I run into somebody and it turns into a great collaboration because it's curated. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I too, like I'm finding other connections just through training programs or courses that I'm taking uh, that aren't that long, but just where there's a, a topic of interest and you, you meet other people who also have an interest in that topic. So that's just another suggestion for people listening. Um to, to just look at all kinds of avenues for connecting with people who who are like-minded or like you said, finding these other communities that you can tap into. I've really enjoyed doing that too. You and I are very much aligned on finding where are those extra dots or those other dots that we're missing and how can you leverage that? Yeah. Yeah. Getting out of the box. Yeah. I was I thought it might be helpful to maybe talk about some do's or don'ts for people who want to do more networking, but they you know, they've been hesitant or they, like, I hear some people go, I don't know how you're meeting people. And and there's just so much opportunity, right? If you're out there kind of looking. So what would be a starting point, something that they might do to just see where possibilities might exist for them to tap into? Um, Well, you can start with your communities of interest. So you may be tied to a trade association or some other group that is doing meetups. That's an easy way to start because you don't have to actually create an event yourself, but you could you can create your own meetups. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, I, and I would encourage leaders to do that, especially with their peers. You know, I'm a huge advocate of peer groups and just having a topic that they want to talk about, bringing them together. Yeah, I mean, I did that four years ago. I started a women's meetup. We call it Tech Forward Salon, but it's for women in the Twin Cities area who want to learn about technology with other women. And, you know, we just geek out on whatever is the cool thing of the day. So we took that virtual and that has now expanded our networks. And so as we invite people to come and speak, every time we invite somebody into the group, that connects us to another network. So I think in terms of networks of networks, you know, every person I meet ends up connecting me with somebody else. And so, you know, you we were asking about tips and things. Um, I mean, first of all, just be open to try new things and look at it as an experiment. That's how I, I, I frame it as an experiment. And, you know, it's like, ooh, what's possible now? And who might I meet if I go to this thing? Also, don't be afraid to abandon one if it's not working for you. There are some that are just cheesy and bad. <laughs> just like it, just like in person, you know, that's what I keep telling myself. I'm not always going to land in a room and think this is the greatest thing. And I'm so right. glad I'm here. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. So you got to have a filter. Um, but also um, having a, a process for how you follow up. So whenever I go to these online meetings, I mean, the great thing is we're in a digital world. I just take a screenshot of who's with me. And then I have their names and everything. And then I make time to quickly connect with them on LinkedIn. And that's usually my first step. And, and that's been a really great way for me to connect with other professionals of similar interest. And because we just met, it's so easy to say, hey, it was so great meeting you at XYZ Meetup. Let's connect. And then, you know, if you talked about something interesting and you, and you hit on something that you have in common, you can continue the conversation there 
And often that turns into booking a call or getting to know each other like you and I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how this happened. And you and I, you've come to my events and we're talking about collaborating. And I don't think it would have happened if I hadn't come across you in one of those virtual events. Yeah. So I, I encourage people to get out there, stumble around a little bit. Um, I was going to give you the opportunity to get on your soapbox a little bit, Deb, because I know you're such an advocate about technology and trends and understanding this is not going away anytime soon. So for those people who might be a little skeptical and think, well, I don't know that I want to spend this much time online right now, you know, things may be opening up a little bit or I don't do well virtually. I really want to, you know, be in person with people. What what would you say? Because I hear that a lot, actually. Yeah. Well, the way I looked at it, um, this was back in April last year, and I was kind of reevaluating, and I stepped back and was did my future workshop on myself. And the the possible futures that I saw when I laid it out told me I need to plan as if this situation is going to go on for a couple of years. And so I committed to 100% digital. And hope that I'm wrong. But if I'm not, I'm ready. So that was my mindset going into it. And so that freed me up because I'm never asking the question, when can I go back to normal? Because I don't think we're going back to normal. I think we're going back to different. And we just need to get ready for different. So that's how I'm thinking about it. And by committing to digital, now I'm asking new questions. I'm not asking, how would I do this in person? Or could I do this in person? I skip that question and I ask, what's possible now? Now that we're in a virtual world, what's possible now? That location doesn't matter as much. As an example, um, so I just launched the Beyond Convention EF Innovators Unconference. So it's a platform for, for inspiring innovation and collaboration at an industry level to shape the future of equipment finance. And, you know, it's totally new. We just launched in November. But, you know, one of the things that I'm thinking about is what is possible in the virtual world? What can we do now? And not even thinking about doing it in person. And so the the thing that I think is making it work is being open to try new things and to continually experiment. And, and we've been getting a really great response. We just did our third session yesterday where we got together and collaborated on creating a smart contract scenario for equipment financing. And all of our participants were testing it live. It was really cool. Um, but you can really, you can try so many new things, but it also opens new doors of opportunity. So if I was doing this in person, I would never be able to bring in the type of speakers and guest collaborators that I'm getting. So I was able to bring in game designers from the island of Cyprus to turn a round table into a board game. I was able to bring in... Um, a speaker from, from Toronto, Canada. I don't have to pay for airfare or hotels or any of those things. Um, I've got an innovator joining me in a few weeks who's joining, joining us from Israel. Great innovation leader in the, the startup scene there. And so, so many more possibilities open to me because I'm taking the physical limitations off. And now like the whole world of, of innovators is open to me. Yes. Right. And innovators are more naturally drawn to new and different. So that's a good thing to be leveraging. Um, I just encourage people to to think seriously about it because I hear a lot of people saying they can't do things because of the constraints here. 
And unlike you, I think the question is, what can you do because of the opportunity here? And just totally reframe that and start uh, having these conversations with with other people who I know that you want to meet or connect with or create great things with. Um, there's just so much opportunity. There is. And, and if you think about it, a lot of great innovations came out of great constraint. Mm-hmm. I thought um, it would be helpful too, because I know we're running out of time to maybe talk about some cautions or some things not to do. For example, I know I've been in some networking sessions and I see people maybe not acknowledging the culture of the group or whatever's happening in the room. Sometimes um, I'm in meetings or gatherings where people are trying to pitch their services um, much like in person where they're just kind of in your face a little bit <laughs> too much. And so I don't think anybody listening here would be doing that, but just to be aware of how to handle that when it comes up and establish some boundaries, uh, be careful how you connect. Some people hear the word networking and it can mean different things. So um, I just thought I would add some words of caution too as you go about the networking process to find your way and be prepared for some of those kind of in my mind, they've been some awkward moments for me. Yeah, yeah. I think the virtual world actually can amplify that awkwardness and magnify it. And so, you know, just be be human. This is about human connection in a digital medium. And if you can remember that, that goes a long way. I mean, nobody wants to stand in a group and be plastered with business cards. And the digital equivalent of that is equally awkward and annoying. But you know, if you can find those environments in the digital world where you can meet human to human and actually have a connection and a, a real human to human conversation, that goes a long way. I mean, one of the, um, and you probably experienced this with Robbie Samuels meetup, but one of the techniques that he uses that I love, and I actually use this with my meetups is having people share a personal and a professional win because we're skipping past what do you do? And, you know, to like, who are you? What's awesome about you? And, you know, and celebrating that right away. And it's a great way to just meet on a a human to human level, but also get to know the person on the other side of the screen in a short amount of time. Then you connect later. Yes. I was going to add to that, that another reason I, I like that exercise in particular is for the reason you spoke about at the very beginning of our conversation. There's just a lot of um, frustration, a lot of negative out there. So deliberately trying to engage people in conversations that are more positive and um, uplifting, I think is um, needed now more than ever. So lots of ways to do that. Good. Well, it sounds like we're ending on a high note. Is there anything else we haven't touched on that you think would be helpful to share or any advice for people out there who are either trying to start doing this a little bit more or who've been at it? Yeah. You know, just the one thing I would leave you with is, you know, we're surrounded by so much uncertainty. And one of the things that I found that really helps me to get through it is to crank up my curiosity. What if? What's possible now? I wonder. And and just, you know, get curious about what is possible. And then your brain will go to work trying to help you discover some new answers when you ask new questions. Yes. And my tip would be to be clear on the purpose of why you want to network, You know, to keep that top of mind and to make one of those purposes just to learn and to be curious, like you said, but to not go in with an expectation that's too unrealistic, especially as you're venturing into this uh, digital networking opportunity. So 
Yeah. And then the only, the last thing I would leave is um, awesome happens in the follow-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just about showing up. Don't forget the follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show up, then follow up. Yes. Good reminder. Great. Well, um, I so appreciate your spending a few minutes to talk about this topic. As as always, I try to, be t- try to bring timely topics and this is an obvious one that can be done well and can create a lot of value. So I love that you're touching on, on the opportunity in it. So tell, tell listeners the best way that they can reach out to you or connect. Yeah. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Deborah Rubin. And uh, my website is tomorrowzone.io. Fantastic. Great. Well, I'll include that in the show notes as well. And yeah, encourage and really encourage people to check out your work because I just love what you're doing and uh, look forward to seeing what tomorrow brings for you in the tomorrow zone. So thanks again. Oh, we're making awesome happen. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. All right. Well, for everyone else listening in, thank you so much for today. I've got some other interesting topics coming up that will dovetail on this one. So stay tuned. I hope you have a great rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Until next time, take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time.